I've been in one workplace in the John Keels Group for 26 years, and with Informate since its inception 18 years ago. So having a stable role, stable company uh, is quite unusual these days when a lot of young people make quick moves. At this point in the country. Where what we are facing, the challenges. It's an opportunity to serve. It's an opportunity to contribute, to make a difference to Sri Lankan society and the economy. Uh, so I embraced it with the idea of service, of being able to contribute something, uh, and taking it as an opportunity to make a difference. Hi there, and welcome to the Learning Curve. Snapar Global's podcast, where we take you through practical insights uh, from experts from various industries. Today, I'm uh, pleased to welcome Jehan Perinpranayagam, CEO of Informate, Chairman Slascom, and a Chairman ACCA Member Network Panel. Jehan, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Jehan. Uh, I would like to start off by addressing um, some of the ma- multiple hats that you wear on your day-to-day. Uh, like I mentioned in the introduction, you are Chairman Slascom, um, Chairman uh, ACCA Member Network Panel, and the CEO of Informate. Uh, could you maybe talk a little bit about your career and how you progress to where you are today? Thank you for that question. So my career today would be viewed as uh, as unorthodox because I've been in one workplace in the John Keels Group for 26 years and with Informate since its inception 18 years ago. So having a stable role, stable company uh, is quite unusual these days when a lot of young people make quick moves. Uh, so that's something I think I got from my late father. He was a government servant for many years and I think that rubbed off on me the sense of loyalty, sense of service, sense of duty. So that is uh, on the John Keels aspect. Now the roles that I have taken in industry are things I must tell you that I never aspired to. In fact, when those were offered to me, my first reaction was to turn it down, to refuse, uh, and to put forward various reasons, time, and also it was not roles that came naturally to me because I am not someone who is very comfortable uh, in front of audiences. I tend to avoid the limelight, uh, but somehow. these situations uh, conspired so to speak uh, for these roles really to where i had to accept them and i'm very glad that i did uh, because what came to my mind at this point in the country where what we are facing the challenges it's an opportunity to serve it's an opportunity to contribute to make a difference to sri lankan society and the economy so i really believe in a higher call in a higher purpose and i felt that these there was a purpose there was a specific reason Uh, for this opportunity uh, so i embraced it with the idea of service of being able to contribute something uh, and taking it as an opportunity to make a difference Thanks. now how to balance these different roles uh, is challenging uh, but i think few things that really help me is good teams so a great team at informate we have supportive bosses Uh, within the John Keys Group, great team at Slascom and ACCA, so you are able to then delegate certain tasks uh, and able to manage. Uh, multitasking is an important skill. Uh, being organized and being able to handle multiple things uh, is also something that will help. Uh, and also, it's time bound. I don't think I can manage this for a length of time. But these are Slascom role is for one year. and the acca role is uh, for 2 years so it's time bound and it's an opportunity to give as much as you can during that period 
Yeah, it's interesting um, that you mentioned also about having a time-bound role. Right now, since all three are sort of merging together, how do you sort of view your work-life balance, um, you know, things at home with your family uh, and also work? Uh, where are the boundaries that you draw uh, in the work that you do? So definitely it is challenging. I will take on three major roles at the same time. I have a few other roles also. I'm also the president of the Sri Lanka Nordic Business Council, uh, have a family with kids, three kids, uh, take on different roles in the church. So definitely it is challenging, but a few things you try to do, try to keep the weekends uh, for yourself. Uh, the other aspect is try to grab small uh, portions of time in between to clear some emails. You know, you need to become adept at using time well. Uh, setting some morning uh, routines, for instance, quick catch up, uh, for instance, with maybe the executive director of Slascom every morning uh, to go through some of the pending items, uh, scheduling meetings uh, a month ahead. Uh, these are things that can help you. Uh, you need to be able to definitely put in additional hours, right? But I think there's always, uh, uh, if you, you are well-planned and if you're disciplined, there's always an opportunity for balance. Uh, I think things like family, health are things that must not suffer yes. in this whole whole journey. Especially in this culture where everyone is gearing towards hustling and, you know, doing as many things as they can. Uh, I think leading to burnout is also a very Absolutely. realistic uh, possibility. So it's, it's great that you mentioned that setting aside time for your own health and your family's health. Um, that's also an important point. Very, very I important. Think. I think people are much more aware now of self-care yeah. routines, of health, of maybe uh, exercise on a regular basis. Make sure that you do your checkups. Mm -hmm. Definitely. On a regular basis, that's what I would also advocate for every young person, you know, from the age of 20, make sure you do your annual checkups. Uh, and also, you know, some time with friends, uh, if you play a game, I've started playing a bit of tennis over the weekends. Right. Uh, these are good things that help to keep you recharged, uh, keep you energetic uh, and prevents burnout, as you said. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your work uh, as CEO at Informate. Uh, Informate, which is part of the John Keels Group, uh, is in the BPO sector. If you could just uh, elaborate a little bit about what the sector is, what sort of work happens, and maybe perhaps the challenges that you've experienced in this past decade uh, or more of running the company. Sure, great question. So BPO stands for Business Process Outsourcing. Today it's called BPM, Business Process Management. There are other terms used like global services that have now come into uh, into play these days. Uh, it was an industry that emerged after the internet. So it was the internet that really facilitated and it enabled work from different parts of the world, yeah. US, Europe, to move to our part of the world electronically. If you have a document, a supply invoice, for instance, that can now be scanned and you can have a person who is equally skilled, having the same set of skills sitting in India or Sri Lanka and being able to carry out the same task. Yeah. That is what the internet enables. So uh, any type of work could be outsourced. What fueled the outsourcing industry was two things. One is access to talent, resources. Yeah. Uh, for instance, if you had a shortage of accountants in a particular place, why not work with a country that had uh, abundant supply of, uh, of accountants? Uh, the other aspect is cost. Rather than paying a, a large wage in USD, if you can get it done for one third, 
in Sri Lanka, India, or Philippines? Mm. Why not leverage mm. the arbitrage? So those are factors, access to talent, costs that fuel this industry. And today it has become a global phenomenon. So it's a very large industry going into several uh, billions of dollars and continues to grow, mm. right? double-digit growth. Uh, India has been hugely su- successful in this. Uh, Philippines has now been a late entrant doing extremely well. So the, some of the types of work being outsourced, and it's a broad scope, it could be calls, call center outsourcing, a lot of the banks, insurance companies outsource their call centers and these people are trained to speak in the same accent they are trained in the weather patterns so that they can really speak uh, like uh, like a uh, like the clients uh, that they serve they can really connect with them it could be accounting and that's the type of work that we essentially specialize in outsourced accounting it's called finance and accounting outsourcing industry where you have your accounts payable your bookkeeping general ledger bank reconciliations outsourced to another destination that can do it better and and at a lower cost. You can even have medical reports. For instance, there are lots of uh, companies that outsource the X-ray reading. Uh, Overnight, it is sent to a doctor in India who would then give the report and then send it back, uh, send the report back to the doctor in in the US. You can have architectural drawings. You can have legal uh, agreement drafting uh, you can have legal conveyancing, you can have architectural drawings, you can have data entry, shipping documentation. The scope is very, very vast. And all of the investment research uh, can be done. So Sri Lanka has the opportunity to really grow in this. I must mention that the IT and the BPM industry goes together. So this industry is known as the IT BPM industry right? because both leverage technology. And uh, Sri Lanka, currently the state of the industry, we have about 144,000 people working in the ITBPM industry. It's the third largest export revenue earning industry. So it's about $1.7 billion in export revenue. And uh, the goal is to be $5 billion by 2030. Uh, India, to give you an idea of scale, employs 5 million plus people in the industry. And it's something like $194 billion in exports. So uh, there is a huge potential for Sri Lanka to scale this up. I think we have not achieved our full potential. Uh, It's a great industry for young people. Um, Since you mentioned that this was one of the industries that really uh, came because of the internet, uh, technology obviously plays a huge role. Uh, With the advancements in AI and how that is, uh, in a sense, trying to replace a lot of jobs, uh, do you see uh, there being a, a convergence or there being an overtaking at some point? Absolutely. So BPM industry is increasingly being integrated with technology. Uh, so it's no longer BPM as a standalone service. It is being closely embedded with technology. Yeah. So some of the technologies that are today playing a key role, AI, as you said, uh, RPA, robotic process automation and machine learning, So with time, some of the lower skilled components of the BPM industry will get replaced by technology. So you are no longer then replacing, for instance, a U.S. role with a person in India or Sri Lanka, but you can replace that role with a bot potentially, Mm -hmm. right? with with an AI-enabled bot that can do a lot of the tasks. So uh, the way forward for the industry would be to invest in technology, Right? Don't let technology replace, but we need to disrupt ourselves, incorporate technology ourselves, 
uh, and then if there are any benefits, give it back to the client and also move up the value chain so that we start doing more knowledge intensive services yeah. and advisory services adding value to clients uh, because that component technology can't replace. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, from researching a little that Informate has an uh, advanced level graduate program where they uh, encourage school leavers uh, to sort of enter the industry. Uh, what exactly does the program run and what was the thought process behind establishing it? Sure. So a little bit about Informate. Uh, it's the first shared services in Sri Lanka. It was set up 18 years ago. It's a wholly owned subsidiary of John Keels. And we were the first shared services center in Sri Lanka. So we started with 60 people. The idea was to centralize the group's accounting of 60 plus subsidiaries under one roof. Right. So we were using the SAP platform and the vision was one thing is reduce costs through efficiencies, economies of scale, bring in best practices, bring in automation, bring in standardization across the entire John Keels group. Right? So we were able to achieve that. But we had bigger aspirations. We wanted to be Sri Lanka's leading BPM. Mm -hmm. So uh, we started taking on third party clients. Today, 75% of our revenue is outside the John Keels group. And we have clients in Australia, in UK, in US, in Sweden, in Norway, Saudi Arabia. So it's a global BPO. We have now grown to 500 plus people. Uh, and we are, we are having double digit growth year on year. So this is a people driven industry. It's not uh, just machines or uh, uh, equipment, it's people. Right? So what you basically sell to a client, what a client is using is your human resources and it's a young industry so you have a young demographic mm -hmm. and the founder of Informate the person who conceptualized his name was Ronnie Pierce who was a group finance director at that time in John Keel's group he came up with the idea of a finance apprentice program so people have just finished advanced levels who have registered for one of the professional accounting qualifications so they need to be in the range of 18 to 21 have a three-year program, structured program, similar to what an audit firm would have, but repurposed for the corporate. So in year one, they would go through classroom training sessions plus on-the-job programs, on-the-job training. They would work in the real environment. They would have time off for uh, studies right. because they, they are all doing accounting exams. Yeah. And the end of the three-year program, the vision was to develop and groom the country's best accountants so that they would come out with three years qualification, three years experience and be fully qualified. Yeah. And a lot of them have now we have run about 12 batches wow. over a period of time. And a lot of them have done extremely well. Some of them have moved up uh, the organization hierarchy within Informate. Several have joined the John Keels group companies right. and holding managerial positions in several JKH companies. Some have moved overseas and to other companies uh, within Sri Lanka. A lot of them still reach out to me. Wow. Uh, very proud of how well they have done. And they speak very fondly of the experience they had at Informate. They said during their time at Informate, sometimes it was tough. They found balancing studies and work difficult. Right. They found uh, the training and the hours challenging. Uh, but on completion, and when they saw the professionals that they had become, mm. uh, they really understood what this program was able to add to them. So they did some uh, fantastic work. They learned all-round SAP uh, skills. Uh, they 
were able to qualify uh, in their accounting exams. And I think work experience really supports uh, your studies because yeah. you, you are able to really see in a practical sense okay. the theory yeah. that you study and apply some of the theory. And they also had a lot of fun. Yeah. Right? So it's a, it's, a, it's a creative, energetic uh, team that we have at Informate. A lot going on from sports to training to CSR activities to sustainability initiatives. They get involved yeah. in that. Uh, one of the apprentices, I remember, she there is a, a segment in the apprentice program called a business unit deployment, where you can be deployed in a business unit of your choice. So you have 60 companies in the John Keys group. Some of them chose Ceylon Coal Stores, others chose uh, Cinnamon Grand. Uh, and this particular girl, she chose one of the Maldivian resorts. So we were not sure. No one had really tried that before. So we asked uh, and they were very happy to accommodate. Uh, the affairs were paid for and accommodation was provided. We have four fantastic resorts in the Maldives. So she spent a month there, got involved in a lot of the month-end processes, in transforming some of the processes. And she also had a uh, I think an unforgettable experience, the diving and mm. uh, whale watching and dolphin watching. Uh, so that's uh, just one example of what the finance apprentice program uh, soon after the advanced levels could be. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I think a lot of companies should ideally strive for uh, an entryway because what students often learn in school, uh, in universities, and when they come uh, to the field, uh, there is a, there's a big learning curve that they have to adapt to quite fast. So managing both, I think, uh, is, is this, it allows that entryway and smoothens the process a lot better. Absolutely. And yeah. I see the young people today. I was 24 when I started working. Right. I first finished my studies and then I started work. But today you have young people by 21. Yeah. They have three years experience. Already, yeah. They are qualified. So I see they are far ahead of where yes. I was. Just to take it back a bit about what you said at the start, about how a lot of uh, young people uh, also have this side to them where they don't want to stick in one place uh, for too long. So, now, these days, it's about two years at most where um, most companies can see that sort of commitment. Uh, is that a recurring uh, issue even in the BPM uh, place where that you work? And what are some steps that perhaps we can take um, to give them that sort of, you know, so it's a trend that I've increasingly observed both yeah. in Informat and also in the industry. Yeah. So talking to some of uh, the colleagues in the industry, they also face uh, similar challenges. And I think it's something that uh, may be uh, outlier because of what happened last year in terms of the economic challenges. Right. These days, a lot of the young people are looking at migrating and yeah. greener pastures. So it may be an exception. We are beginning to see it slowing down. So maybe the last year was an exception, but generally if you look at this trend has been an increasing one mm -hmm. uh, it's slightly concerning because uh, if you look at some of the other bpo destinations that that trend has become unmanageable mm -hmm. and at some point it becomes unsustainable even for the companies and for the customers now i was talking to a big uk based uh, company and they have centers around the world mm -hmm. he said he still prefers Sri Lanka because there's more stability. Now, he was talking about another destination, a regional country, and he said, gave the example, you hire 10 people. On day one, three people don't show up. Wow. Two weeks later, another two have dropped out. And in three months from the original 10, you are left with only three. Right. Now, that that is not sustainable. And from a career standpoint also, it's not good because at some point, it will catch up where people start looking at your CV 
and my team does that over the last six years you've changed six times and that does not look good mm. so it's the old story of a rolling stone that gathers no moss you need to spend at least two years especially in the early part of your career there's a lot to learn now if you look at a company like informate being a jkh we have a unique training program which is we call the informate university program mm. it covers soft skills it covers technical skills you learn sap power bi ai rpa i mean there's so much to learn and do right if uh, i had that opportunity at this point i would really take that you know the best use of that mm. rather than completing 8 months and then you know because i have a slightly better offer moving to mm-hmm. the next mm-hmm. one so i would really uh, encourage the young listeners here especially in the early part of your career be patient and have a long term view of a career it's not just the next month or the next year you must take at least a 5 10 year view of your career i was listening to ajit gunawardhan a former deputy chairman of john keels and he said as a young professional he found himself in john keels not being as well off against some of his peers he saw some of his friends driving around in cars he was still in public transport mm-hmm. it took time he was not getting the same breaks definitely not the same salaries remunerations that his colleagues yeah. were getting at that time but fast forward some years where he is now deputy chairman of john keels yeah. group and and then chairman of pick me and so many other roles and he says you compare myself now where i am versus you know where my peers are there is no comparison mm. right so then is it the long term right uh, or are you looking at the short term and my former boss ronnie peris again he wrote a book called tough journey great destination mm. tough journey great destination right so are you willing to put in the effort and the hours now for rewards much bigger rewards mm-hmm. later on right that is what psychologists call delayed gratification and uh, scientifically the people who are able to delay gratification uh, have proved much more successful at whatever they do so that's something i would definitely say is of concern to us at this moment attrition is uh, quite high mm-hmm. we believe it will start to slow down but we would encourage the young people here to take a medium term view of careers and not uh, be too short term focused fantastic uh some great insights there especially um, if you are you know sitting for a levels uh, and considering uh, even studying accounting uh to check out this program at informate um if i can uh, sort of steer the conversation now to your role as a leader managing several teams um what are some non negotiables in your day to day that you um look forward to checking off and also to add to that what are qualities that you look for in others that help you know this person is ready to take on a bigger responsibility so i tend to be quite flexible so over a period of time i've sort of become quite flexible and adaptable so there aren't too many non negotiables in in a day i am generally able to uh, accommodate different uh, things uh, but what i would say things that help definitely is scheduling some of these meetings and discussions well in advance uh, having some regular things for instance if you look at informate regular monthly meetings management meetings your finance review meeting Uh, having weekly sales meeting mm. uh, if you look at slashcom every uh, monday wednesday and friday i have a early morning connect 730 with executive director right. so these meetings are 
scheduled in advance yeah. so that you have quick check-ins yeah. uh, on the different projects and you are able to really get a status. So that is something that is definitely helpful. Right. Uh, number two is trying to make sure that end of the day that you go through all your emails and messages and try and respond. Over the last couple of weeks, I've probably fallen back a little bit on that, but not try to find time to go back and clear some of the backlog uh, because uh, there was a company that we came into touch with and now we work for us as a service provider for them. Their managing director said, no, we try to have it as a standard is that every message is responded to within 24 hours. Wow. And I think that's a good standard to have. Uh, I think that's something all young people, something good discipline try mm -hmm. to aspire to so scheduling some of these regular check-ins going through your messages and making sure that you respond uh, the other aspect is keeping notes right and when you go in for a meeting if there are some action items people will tell you different things right and sometimes you have you get inundated with yeah. requests suggestions mm -hmm. now these can add to your sort of stress levels but if you have a system of taking these notes out either on your phone or a notepad and then going back and making sure that these get action, uh, that will definitely help you. Otherwise, sometimes you have a discussion and then someone tells yeah. you something, you know, why don't we do this? And then if it's undone, you know, you lose credibility, yeah. right? So you, you are going to miss one or two things and that's human nature. None of us are perfect, mm. but you can get the bulk done and then people know that, you know, you are attending uh, to some of these things otherwise you know you become like what these um, uh, people complain about politicians right so they'll come and say you know lovely things make promises mm -hmm. and nothing, then really not did done. not yeah. not deliver yeah. so keeping to commitments is something that we must aspire to so those would be some of the things in the day i think i i can still get a lot better in some of these things and if you read some of the great leaders uh, something i see about all of them they make an early start 4 a.m yeah. 5 a.m yeah. uh, they spend time maybe in meditating getting mm -hmm. getting their thought process aligned spending time exercising and i i wish i could be uh, that discipline, I'm, I'm still a work in progress, right? So that's the other aspect. Uh, we are never perfect. Yeah. Uh, we can all learn, we can grow and it's never too late. Not to be too hard on yourself. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's an important yeah. point. I actually wanted to say that don't aim for perfection. Don't allow great to be the enemy of good. Right. Sometimes if you aim for that level of perfection in a document, sometimes it just doesn't get done. Right? It gets delayed, delayed. You need to balance. Of course, you need to aim for good work. Mm. But if you aim for that level of perfection, sometimes you can then compromise on time. Even right? starting and, a project or Exactly, anything. exactly. Yeah. So that's something I've learned over a period of time that once you've got something up to a certain uh, point, mm. uh, you can still you know, work with that maybe that balance two or three percent of fine tuning uh, could then become the enemy of actually uh, getting something out in time. If I'd like to wrap things up uh, in our conversation that we've been having, uh, Jehan, uh, is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Uh, something perhaps a mentor taught you some time back, which you still carry with you uh, or other advice that you'd like to uh, tell? So keep yeah. listening. You can learn from everyone, right? So you talked about mentors. So I was privileged to have great bosses 
uh, and I learned from every one of them. I have, I think, six bosses over my career. Every one of them has added something to my career, and I've learned from all of them. Mm. And you can, uh, if you listen, and if you have a learning attitude and, and humility, you can learn from everyone, right? So I, I learned from my kids. Uh, I learned from my juniors at office. Uh, and you must be willing to listen. Listening is a key skill. Now, there are some parts of you that, you know, we think that we know it. Sometimes we may have a value system that is very, very dear to us. We have a very strong stand on it. Mm -hmm. uh, however, with time, I've learned this, that uh, sometimes uh, there, there, you can't have a very black and white uh, attitude. There, 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 is, there are different aspects to be taken into right. account and your view is not always complete or the correct one. Mm. Right? So uh, being willing to learn, listen, uh, is something that's very important. Right? Uh, other aspect is the importance of communication skills. Now, one of my bosses taught me about uh, Toastmasters mm. and, and uh, I was quite slow in taking that up. Uh, once I did for a couple of years, that really transformed. Because whatever you do today, I would say that's the number one skill that you require as an entrepreneur, uh, as a as a corporate employee, as a, as a human being, whatever you want to pursue, right. you need to have communication skills. Now, sometimes you might find it a bit unfair in a work uh, situation where you are very good at what you do, mm. but someone else who is more visible, yeah. who speaks out Look more, up, yeah. gets promoted ahead of you. Right? Yeah. And those are situations that yeah. we all experienced. So there is no use complaining that this is unfair or the company is unfair. It's up to us to make yourself visible. And so it's very important to market yourself. And that's not a bad thing. Right? Sometimes as Sri Lankans, we think that it's like blowing your own trumpet. That's not, not the case. Even if you look at the religious text, the Bible, for instance, says if you have a, a light, put it on a lampstand. Let it give light. Let everyone see it. Mm. And that's not uh, wrong. So if you do something good, make sure that it gets noted, yeah. uh, that you get the credit for it. Otherwise, someone else will get credit for what, what you, you did. did. And if you don't market yourself, no one will. Mm. So invest time in communication skills, in building a personality. That would be two. So listening, uh, communication okay. skills three. Make sure that you look after your health. Right? I think that's a very important aspect. Today, you have young people... Uh, suddenly succumbing to heart ailments, yeah. uh, to non-communicable diseases. Uh, and if you lose your health, you know, whatever else you've gained, uh, you're not going to be successful. You're not going to be able to complete uh, your purpose, your mission, what you started. So from a young age, in terms of diet, in mm -hmm. terms of getting adequate sleep, exercise, I think that's, that's a hugely important aspect. Uh, and finally, your sense of purpose. I think we are all here on this earth for a very short time. Right? And I believe that there is a purpose for each one of us. Mm. And it would be terrible that we are just a statistic going through life, you know, born and do something. And then, you know, so just think about your purpose, what you are passionate about and make sure that you leave a legacy that we make a difference, that we contribute something to society, to uh, some cause you are passionate about, and to Sri Lanka. Right? At this moment, we need young people who will stand up uh, and make a difference for the country, not just uh, leave our shows and flee. Mm. So uh, I would encourage all of you, you are the next generation, you can build a, a brand new Sri Lanka. You can do a much better job than we did uh, and take on the challenge and transform the country.
Thank you so much, Jehan, uh, especially for your time here in joining us at the Learning Curve. Uh, some great uh, insights and learnings to take back with us. Uh, you can always uh, follow Jehan Peribunayagam on LinkedIn. Uh, I know he's very active there. Uh, you can give him a follow and see what he's uh, doing on the day-to-day. Uh, from all of us here uh, at Snapark's uh, global podcast, The Learning Curve, just want to thank our viewers for joining us on this week's episode. Stay tuned for more. Thank you very much once again. Thank you, Jashan, and thank you all. All the best.